prepare to put on your tinfoil hats. Okay. So today is going to be a little bit different than normal. We actually don't have anyone to interview. Uh, we are going to instead be going over a UFO video that I haven't seen before, but it's been very, like, just nobody talks about it. And I honestly didn't hear or see anything about it until recently. I just happened to see somebody post something about it. We're going to present you with everything as is at face value. We can't at this time confirm or debunk this video. At first, I, the first time I saw it, I was like, there's no way this is real. Um, but then the more I looked at it, we're going to be doing in-depth analysis of it um, in terms of looking at the frame rates and stuff like that. The more questions it arises, it's really weird. Uh, I made Dane watch it. He was even like, I'm not really sure what to make of this. So we're just going to take it at face value, present you with everything that we can find out about it, and kind of let you make your own decisions about it. So it's called The Indestructible Truth. It's claimed to have been filmed and dated somewhere around 1959, maybe later, by a guy named Martin Sexton. And we are actually in contact with the person who claims to have filmed this back then, but at the same time, if it was really filmed all the way back there, that means this guy would probably be in his 80s or 90s now. And I don't know, man. It's just a lot of things are like weird in terms of the background surrounding the background behind this video. But Dane, do you really have anything to add on, on this this whole topic? Um, I mean, beyond the emails that we've exchanged with Martin so far, he's definitely an interesting character. Like, this oh, guy yeah. seems like he's... He's, he's into this kind cool of guy. stuff. Yeah, he's into this kind of stuff for sure. But um, to just summarize one of his emails that he sent us, um, you know, he responded really quick. We just basically asked him about the uh, Tibetan UFO. Uh, if he was the one that filmed it, he kind of jumped around the question. But the way he summarized the video is the indestructible truth goes into the heart of what is reality and what is illusion. And in that sense, it is very authentic to the origin of the Buddhist teaching of Shambhala. I am not, however, a Buddhist. That is that is basically all he said about um, the video. But yeah, the video is... Man, if it's faked, it's professionally faked. Let me tell you that. Um, by all means, it is... It's pretty clear, man. Like Considering the circumstances, this video only popped up around 2013 is when it first... Is the earliest published version of it I can find was someone uploaded it in 2013 and it appears to be have um, published by Martin himself on YouTube and I've seen a couple of his he is an artist from uh, London it sounds like and I found a bunch of his you know artwork pieces and it's it's film he does film art pieces but they're more transformative like weird film pieces like they're really they're really unique. Um, he's been featured in a few art festival slash museum kind of settings. Um, at first, honestly, I thought he was fake. I thought that this was a faked video that somebody just edited with CGI and threw out there and made up the name Martin Saxon. But it turns out Martin Saxon is a real guy. 
Um, I really had to dig deep to figure this guy out, like find out whether or not he was real. And it turns out he is real. But the more I find out about him, the more questions it raises about the video's authenticity. Because again, if it was filmed by him and it is dated correctly, that guy should be in his 80s. And I don't think he's in his 80s because I did find his LinkedIn profile. Um, and he, he definitely don't look like he's, uh, he's 80. So I don't know. There's just a lot of questions around this film, but again, it looks good. And we're, we're going to go actually look, look at it right now. Um, real quick. Go ahead. I would like to suggest that anyone that listens to this should just go watch it for themselves and absolutely form their own thoughts and feelings and opinions on it. Um, you got to read everything that the video states, you know, just, the title is called Indestructible Truth, Tibet UFO, Martin Sexton, 1958. Correct. So um, I can tell you that the dating on that is in, in, improper because, well, I guess I shouldn't say improper, but it's possible that it was filmed in 58, but it, it wasn't edited and for sure released until after 59 because in the title scrolls, the text scrolls in the film, it references a book by a psychologist that wasn't released until 59. So I could tell you that it was at least edited and finalized after 59. So basically the way it starts is like an old 1950s, 1940s film where it's a wall of text and then it shows some footage. And, and a lot of the footage... Goes, yeah, let me go ahead on the text. Yeah, talk about the text first. It, the wall of text goes on for about three minutes. And he, he basically starts with a quote. And the quote goes, The old llama of Mayana tells me to free myself of the two extremes. And then, you know, he goes into... He needs to walk a path of enlightenment, basically. Um... And then it goes into that a little bit. And then he goes into a part where he's talking about, I may have lost a week, a month in time. Uh, a time in between time, can no longer remember. It's one in which I suspect something special happened. Maybe just passing instant, but an opening in time that was driven through with force. So basically he's saying that uh, time was non-existent during when this happened. Right. So he doesn't know if he was out for a moment or if he was out for a week or a month. Yeah, also an important thing to clarify is under the, the original video upload, it says Martin Sexton's works are presented as collectible artworks of the future time machines that are somehow and mysteriously filmed in the past, viewed in the present, yet reveal objects and portions from the future. Which is pretty much exactly what this video is. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird video. And like the text almost, the very beginning text almost seems like a firsthand account from him mm -hmm. because it's like referencing getting on this craft um, and then becoming violently ill afterwards for a while. And he even references things about Chinese or China. Taking um, over Tibet. Yep. And all that kind of stuff. So it's really interesting. And then a lot of like for the first, I think up until like the UFO sighting or like the UFO being filmed doesn't actually start until about like 11 minutes, 30 seconds. Um, 
And up until that point, mostly it's just like B-roll films of like the culture and the people, you know, just going about their daily lives. And like a lot of it's just, and then there's like some B-roll shots of like mountain ranges and stuff. And then about five minutes in, it gets to the quotes from that um, psychologist that we referenced earlier. And it's actually in reference to a book that he published in 59 called Flying Saucers, A Modern Myth of Things Seen in the Skies. And it that book actually goes into like his take on the UFO phenomena and how he thinks that it's people's minds playing tricks on them, how it originates, things along those lines. Um, and so there's a quote from that book in this film. Um, the form it has taken, however, is comparable to nothing in the past, but is a typical child of the age of technology. This is the worldwide distribution of the UFO phenomena. C.G. Jung, 1959. So it's it's really weird, man. Like that's really all I could say about this video, man. It's weird. When we kind of look at this video, when we get to the third and final text mark at the end of the video, not quite at the end of the video, but before it shows the craft, it says, "The monks tell me this is Yana. It is their diorama chariot." And then it cuts to what looks like he's filming more like cultural B-roll. He's looking at this, what appears to be a temple. Uh, don't quote me on that, but a building of some kind. And yeah. he's just kind of filming it. And then all of a sudden... To, real quick, yeah. to give it a description of the area for those that are just listening, it is somewhere in the Tibetan mountains. It's uh, yes. you know very rocky. There's snow everywhere. And in like this uh, flat part, it's, it's a temple. So, you know, very rigid from the base about halfway up and then it's a perfect white dome with uh, a tower on top right like a goldish tower on top correct and then all of a sudden like he's filming that and then it cuts to him fidgeting with the lens uh, like you can see his fingers all over the lens it looks like he's almost adjusting it and he then kind of is like real scrambling with it it's real shaky and you get a glimpse of it and he keeps trying to pan up while he's adjusting the lens and then you get to fully see the craft and it's it's impressive man like you you get some good shots of it and you can see it's got like rotating parts on it and it's very clear and you can actually see people like kneeling down and like observing this thing um and just all these people are watching this thing and so when when you look at it like let me just go to a still of it and pause real quick all right give me a sec give me a sec give me a sec give me a sec hold on hold on hold on all right so <clears throat> when you look at it what kind of caught my attention is it really resembles the white dome that is part of the temple, or so we think is a temple that's right next to it. Except for it's floating in the air, the bottom is circulating, and I, I don't really know what to call it, so I'm just going to call it like smog coming out of the bottom as if that's where the engines or the propulsion system would be. It's weird, man. Like The more I yeah. look at it, the, the weirder it gets. You can also see, like if you were to slow down the video, that, the, uh, that it's rotating. Mm-hmm both the bottom section and the top section. Earlier, Stackhouse sent me the video. He said, just watch this all the way through. And when we got here, I don't know what to think of it. 
I, I honestly don't. Like, I don't want to say that this is no doubt about conspiracy UFO, but I mean, you can even see time, heat distortion. Yeah. Like where there's the, uh, it's that phenomenon where the ground becomes so hot and the rising heat waves distort your view. Um, it's like when you're in the desert and you see that, that kind of weird warpy look to the air. That's what, that's, that's heat distortion. You can actually see that in the video coming off the, uh, I guess what you would call the propulsion system of the crap. Like this is like clear video, man, for those listening, like, please just go watch this video. Like it's really, it's really good. Like, if, like again, like we're going to go into the analysis of the making sure that it's accurate to the time period. And we're going to be looking at the frame rate and the individual frames and looking for errors. But man, like it's, it's pretty good, man. It's clear. If it's, it looks, it looks real. Like at first, first take it. It definitely looks real. If you ignore all the, the weird stuff surrounding like its origins and stuff, like it, it's it looks good, man. If it was done, I, I'd have to say it was professionally done. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. Well, I just don't know. I'd say we kind of just dip into the whole, the whole analysis at this point because I think that's the most important part that we're going to get to here taking a look at this video and, and verifying whether or not it's real or not, or if, if it can even point us in the right direction, if it can, because if, if it's fake, there's going to be indicators that it's fake uh, in terms of, because keep in mind, there's a lot of things we have to look into here. And like, for example, frame rate, because older cameras back in the fifties and sixties did not film in 30 frames per second. Um, there's going to be a lot of things like that. We're going to be looking at aspect ratio, things along those lines. Um, so let's just kind of jump into that here real quick. Okay, so the first thing that I really wanted to look at, Dane, mm -hmm. was frame rate because film cameras obviously today run at either 30 or 60 FPS. Um, that's just modern cameras. However, when you're talking about film cameras from back in the 60s, you're not talking 30 FPS. So basically what you'd be looking at from that time period is on average it was when they first were popular, so... Back in the 50s, you could buy a film video camera, like at at a store. Mm -hmm. They generally run you about seventy dollars, which is converted to today's money. That's about five hundred dollars, which is a lot. Um, but you could buy them, and they ran at about twenty four frames per second. And that was just because, economically speaking, that was what was realistic for the time because anything higher than that would have been so expensive the average american wouldn't be buying it obviously yeah. um skip forward to the late 50s is when they began to introduce slightly higher frame rate and you could get up to 26 frames per second i've put this video into vegas pro and vegas pro is clocking it at 25 frames per second so if it's faked they already got that part taken care of because um, mm -hmm. that is if it was faked if it was if this video was running at 30 fps i'd be able to immediately say this was not filmed in 1950 or 1960 because those cameras didn't exist yet yeah um so i can tell you that i can't debunk it that way it's running at being clocked at 25 frames per second so appears to be legit on that aspect of it and it is the correct aspect ratio uh four by three and it does appear that it's been digitized so or converted i should say for being more proper 
Um, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, there's devices that they make nowadays that will actually scan it in. So you actually physically put the roll of film through a device and it will basically take a photo of every single frame and send it through the computer and then turn it into the, like a digital version of it. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of ways that you can do that with film. So if this was originally filmed on a film camera, this is probably how they did it. But again, it's running at 24, or I'm sorry, 25 frames per second. So that does date it correctly. Now, if we go to the part with the craft, I do want to take a look at, one of the things that I really wanted to look at was the shakiness of the camera. Because if this was CGI, like somebody just plopped in, they created a CG version of a spacecraft, they use motion tracking to splice it in there. And then motion tracking obviously kept it in the correct place. Now, to get that 50s look, they would then apply a filter over top of it to get it to give that 50s kind of look. And they'd also have to decrease the frame rate. Um, and on top of that, they would also have to um, add in the randomized, uh, what is it called when there's like the black splotches on the video? Right, that'd be that'd be part of another, another filter on top of it, on top mm -hmm. of the color correction. So... Looking at it, uh, one of the things that really caught my attention was there's a part when he's first starting to film it, he's very volatile with the camera movements. So actually, right about here... Almost as if it was excitement. Right. You can see that the item is blurred the same as the actual temple that's in the frame. Mm -hmm. So if this is CGI, it's professionally done because this is an amateur work so as he moves it has the same blur streaks on the craft as it basically loses focus that's really interesting so that's clean i can say that much um, taking it frame by frame it does not appear to shift away from the clouds in the background at all um, it seems to be consistent in its placement in the sky um, everything that i'm looking at man tells me that it's Whatever this is was really in frame when it was filmed. Mm -hmm. Could it have been fixed still, though? Yes, but it would have had to have been done professionally because this is an amateur hour work yeah. here that I'm looking at. Um, yes, it could have been CGI plus color correction plus film effects um, plus doing all the frame rate adjustments and stuff. Yes, it is possible. Something that we have to get into, Dane. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. So... There's another video. Yeah. There's no. There's there's another video I haven't shown you. Oh. We're gonna watch it. More surprises. Yes. So the link that I sent you in uh, our Discord's extraterrestrial updates. It's the Martin Sexton his website. Mm -hmm. If you go to his website, it's this creepy flash embedded website page. Like this thing hasn't been updated since 2002. Right. Are you? Did you pull it up yet? Pull, pull up the website. All right. So, do you see the strange floating head? Uh, yeah, the thing that looks like Thanos, but because it, it's moving, but you know, it looks like a philosopher actually. Right. Let your mouse hit it. And it disappeared. Right now, it takes you to this weird page. Uh, there's some kind of quote from a book up top on the left. Mm -hmm. And then you get this creepy dude's face. It's a statue. 
but yeah, like with human eyes. Which is weird. And then it like weirdly shows him cropped onto a brick wall and then it fades to the moon. Yep. And then it kind of just resets. So do you see truth mas- machines? Okay, yeah, so truth machines. Click truth machines. It. This is the second video. The truth machines, they, they have the original Tibet uh, video from 58. You can select mm-hmm. which one on the right, and then they have the Mexico one. The Mexico one has a very similar craft to it that we're going to look at. So are you ready, Dane? This is yeah, one of the things. Planned, dude. Yeah, you're good. This raises more questions than it does um, reassure Answer. me. Yeah, it it makes things weirder, but it does lead me to believe that basically this is edited because there's aspects of the Mexico one that also has the appearance that it's filmed maybe back in the 90s, -hmm. and there's aspects of it that indicate to me that it's been tampered with, if for lack of a better term, Um, but there's a very similar craft that looks almost as good but it does a bunch of weird psychedelic hippie stuff like you'll see what i'm talking about so just let me know when you get so to that part i'm i'm skipping through it slowly just to get to the the juicy stuff so he's in he's in like a amazon rainforest there's a old temple correct and right around i think the timestamp at the end is there's a bunch of weird imagery with it. Okay, so it starts at at nine minutes. Nine minutes? Yeah, I see a bunch of like weird, trippy, psychedelic stuff. Right, and then you'll see a weird UFO craft right around nine minutes. So like the weird psychedelic stuff fades out, and right. then it comes back in. Right, you're going to see it. So now you see the temple in the background and stuff. Give me a sec. Now it fades out again. Yep. So you're a few seconds ahead of me, but some more psychedelic stuff. Now it's going to transform into a craft. Ah, it transformed into a craft. Now that looks like it was actually pasted there and it's CGI. Right. Similar craft, but does not look anywhere. Like it looks similar, but it's not. It clearly looks looks like CGI. It looks fake. It doesn't look good like the last one did. Like this one looks pretty CGI. And it because there's also this fake video that's clearly fake. Um Mm. just because I shouldn't say it's clearly fake. Well, I mean actually I have to. I have to say it's clearly fake because it's doing a bunch of weird psychedelic visual effects associated with the craft, so that tells me that it's associated with the the uh, effects that were added afterwards. Yeah. So, so that one's clearly fake. Like, yeah, that one's pretty I have obvious. no doubt about it in my mind. So that one's fake. But, and it's got a bunch of weird imagery with it too. Like the, the weird hand movements and stuff. And just like all this weird like camera work that he's doing with it. And it's like, yeah, there's the freaky hand. I just scrolled back to it. Like it's what it super looks like weird. To me is someone took a little bit too much acid in their time and they just kind of, it looks like a trip. It looks like a trip video. Yeah. Also, yeah. And there's a bunch of images of like Jesus and stuff. Like it's a weird piece of work, but what concerns me is that it's connected to the Tibet video. So it raises questions about the Tibet video. I don't know. The Tibet video is 
it's really weird because the Tibet video looks real. And it And that one doesn't. Right, and it's looks professionally done. So, so what raises makes it even weirder is like if you were Yeah. To the point where like you've altered the frame rates and stuff. And then all the color correction and then all of these little details. So I don't know what's the thing about it, man. I really don't. Like the weird psychedelic craft thing, I'm gonna call fake on it. Um just because I it's it's fake. I, I gotta say that one's fake, but the Tibet one still still raises a lot of questions for me. I, I'm not I'm not convinced one way or the Seeing other. Seeing that fake one, it kind of starts to shift shift your opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. So like it's where you're like I don't know what to think. To oh I'm leaning a little more towards fake on it just because it's associated with a very clearly fake video. Yeah. Um. But then again, man, it just looks so good. Also, he just replied to us uh, via email again. So if you want to, why don't we just pull that up now and see what it says? All right. Um, so oh, this one's kind of long. Oh, is it a long one? And includes a, a JPEG. Oh, yeah, Should that's his book. It? Yeah, read it, man. Just start from the beginning. Right. So uh, the original message was addressed to Stackhouse, and then I responded, you know, saying this is shared between both Stackhouse and I. So he says, Dear Dane, um, yes, I love the Patterson film. I have struggled with it for many years, and I pride myself in knowing how things can be done. I have worked with magic and illusion all my life. I found myself watching it over and over again, and each viewing conflicted. Each viewing had a conflicting opinion. The only happy conclusion I can come up with is that it is real and that it is beautiful, or that Roger Patterson is a secret genius and one of the greatest artists of the 20th century and made a fabulous hoax. Even elaborately fooling his partner that day, Bob Gimlin. Um, and that is also just as beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I can't quite to this day decide which, so I'm happy that it's just beautiful, whatever. <laughs> so he, he can't officially decide whether the Patterson film is real or not, but he, he likes to settle with it's real. Right. Um, he has seen the stabilized 4K, and he likes it. Mm. Uh, he wrote the book Yeti Society out of his creative obsession with that film specifically. Then, So the indestructible truth is an artwork, but I have filmed and photographed real UFOs. So, we I think with that we can say that I think it's safe to say this one is is CGI, CGI professionally done. I'm very impressed. Yeah. I'm very impressed. It looked with, really good. It looked really good. So I I gotta say I I I was onto it, but he did a good job. He did a really good job. So he goes on to say, I guess I mean forensically. I guess I mean I forensically examine everything, treading belief but I am open at the same time to a possibility of a non-controversial explanation. If the evidence points in that direction, I uh, I am not a closed-minded naysayer. It's a cloud, Dane. It's a cloud. It's a cloud. <laughs> um, please feel free to screen it, and you can send, uh, I can send you a Dropbox file. Here's some uh, basic background on the truth. So basic background is the film is one in a series of UFO fatigue films. Works presented as fatigue or time machines, works that are somehow and mysteriously filmed in the past yet viewed in the present, then in that present uh, reveal objects 
or uh, portraits of the future from the future. Um, I can't read. So the Indestructible Truth claims to be shot in Tibet in 1958 and reveals Shambhala, the legendary Tibetan heaven on earth, or uh, Shangari Law for the first time. Has quotes from the Swiss psychoanalyst C.G. Young, uh, who may or may not have shot some of the original film, and closes with a spectacular diamond vehicle or a UFO at its climax. Confirm, confirm that it's CGI. Yeah, um, you did a really good job. It's so not, it's, an, it's an art piece. Yeah, it is an art piece. It's extraordinary, extraordinarily. I'm extraordinarily impressed with it. Um, I, I, he had me going there because he matched the frame rate. He matched the color correction. He had the film, you know, filters over it. I mean, he had the motion blur with it. He had the lighting right. It, it's good. It's really good. So, so he, he said he wants he, to chat, you know, like, yeah, I say we get him on here and kind of chat with him because I'd love um, to hear how he produced everything. Yeah, I agree. So because uh, there's I a lot of him if you would like to come on and actually yeah. have a conversation about his works. Yeah, let's do that because like that was extra that's extraordinary work. So now there's something that you need to point out. The indestructible truth is an artwork, but I have filmed and photographed real UFOs. I want to talk to him on that. Yes. So, so we'll get back to him on that. He he is not based in the US as we are, so currently for him it's nighttime. Right. Um, he'll get back to us tomorrow. All I can say is good job. I, I really enjoyed the video. Yeah, man, that was impressive, man. I am. It's one of those ones where basically, if it wasn't up to, um, if I didn't see the other video, and if he didn't message us about it, I would have left it as unexplained because I just, I just didn't have any other information on it. I didn't have any backstory or origins and stuff on it. But man, I want to talk to this guy now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. He really had me on the edge of my seat impressive work and that's the tough thing about doing this today man is like there's it's so easy like it's not like the patterson film was one thing because like that was back before modern hollywood effects were mainstream you know people couldn't make cgi in their house and stuff no people didn't just have these supercomputers laying around where you could basically do cgi on your own and stuff mm -hmm. so cool I, I i think you did a great job though i, I do i do too job. it was outstanding i can even see even though it's fake it's it's really it's really interesting to watch.